we're not here. Where are we? Well, I don't know. <laughs> we're not here. We're, okay. I'm Candace. I'm Natalia. This is not a single fork, just another podcast about food and cooking. And we're taking a break. Because everyone deserves a break. Today and tomorrow <laughs> and always. So we are taking a break between seasons, but we didn't want you to forget about us. So what are we going to do? So we're going to play the best of the best. Uh, the episodes that people really, really liked and downloaded a lot. Okay, so the most downloaded episodes will be what we will play. In exactly. Hiatus. And so that's what you're going to hear right now. So stay tuned. You're going to get some more of Candace and Natalia. And we'll be back soon with our next season. Thanks for listening. Do you like to cook? I mean, sometimes, I guess, when I have time. Sounds like you're kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. Well, do you need some suggestions or tips? I mean, do you have any? Are you going to share them with me? Well, that's kind of what this podcast is all about. Well, all right then. Let's do this. I'm Candace Conley. And I'm Natalia Banjak. And this is Not a Single Fork, another podcast about food and cooking. Yeah, but we're going to keep it real. Can you believe this is episode 10? No, it's crazy. And we are finally going to talk about food. That, you know, I'm sure everybody is is very excited about that. They're like, they're like for God's sake. Come on, ladies. Get your about, shit together. Talk about the food stuff. So. So. Meat. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. Now, that's beef. Oh, that well, it's meat. I know, but yeah. we're going to talk about all kinds of meat, not just beef. Oh, okay. This is moo, ba, and oink. Wow. Those were great farm <laughs> noises. You really made effort on that. Well, I. Moo, ba, and oink. <laughs> Well, you know, I was just kind of getting through it so that we can start talking about it. Okay, okay. Um, because, you know, we got you schooled in all the other stuff, and we started with the whole stock, broth, the sauce. You're all saucy. Uh, sauce discussion. So we're going to get into the fun stuff now. Into the I meat. I promise. So we're going to talk about the meat, you know, kind of basics um, of each kind of meat. Um, not every kind in the world, but you know, the kind of the, the main players. Common, yeah. yeah. And the cuts um, that are, you know, that you might want to consider, and then also cooking methods. And maybe talk about a little bit of the weird meats. The weird the, stuff. The weird yeah, stuff. That, exotic. Know, it, well, that's what they call it, yeah. but some of it's kind of exotic, but some of it isn't. So we'll, but we'll get there. So um, meat, as we talked in. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about balancing your plate and making a balanced meal. Right. And so obviously a protein or meat is kind of the cornerstone of your plate. Yeah. It's kind of the main deal. Um, unless you're a vegetarian. Unless you're a vegetarian. Right. So we're really not talking to vegetarians right now. Yeah. You probably just shouldn't listen. Just skip this episode. Vegetarians. Well, it's it's, it's still entertaining. I, yes. Oh, we're Hello, still, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> we're not eating cats. We just have one It's here. not part of our exotic animal. No. Oh, okay. definitely not. That's for not... some people, I think maybe in some countries. Yeah, I, I guess it is cats and dogs, mm-hmm. but mostly cats. But not today. No, not here. Not here. We love our cats. Okay. Okay. So the you know most common and particularly this part of the world, we love our beef. Moo. Beef. Moo. Moo. <laughs> okay. So um, the cuts 
of beef that you, you know, that you consider that are out there easy. You see them in the grocery. You got your steaks. Mm-hmm. You got your roasts. And ribs. And ribs. Yum, yum. I yeah. love ribs. Well, I do too. And I think, I think people forget that, um, you know, because we do a lot of barbecuing, grilling mm-hmm. in this part of the world. And I guess everybody does, but, um, there are not, they're not just pork ribs. There are beef ribs like, and one of my most favorite short ribs. Short ribs are delicious. Yeah. And they, there's two different cuts of short ribs. Yeah. So there's the, the rib cut that is actually very short and that you have it's a to short bra- rib. It is a short uh-huh. rib, uh-huh. Um, but you have to braise that one. But then there's the other one, the flanken cut, Ooh. where um, you can grill it, and that's the one that's used in a lot of the Korean barbecue. The kind of skinny flat ones. Skinny flat ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you got your, okay, so steaks. My personal favorite, I actually have two. You have two. I have two. You know what they are. Ribeye. Ribeye and flank. Flank steak. Yeah. Um, Ribeye, of course, uh, every, well, I shouldn't say everyone. Wow. Yeah, she really, or he, she, she she really wants to be a part of it. Yeah. So if you hear Kitty in the background, she's just uh, trying to, it's, she looks like, uh, if you've seen Captain Marvel, she looks like Goose. The cat. The cat. The flurkin cat. Mm-hmm. Flurkin kitty. Oh, is it going to turn into octopus face? No, I okay. hope not. <laughs> I haven't seen that happen yet. Um, okay, so steaks. Ribeyes and flank. People love ribeyes. They're fatty, delicious, easy to grill, really. Mm-hmm. Um, should be, uh, and almost without exception, steaks should be eaten medium rare. So can we talk about this for a second? Because I know there are some people that are like, ooh, I don't like fatty steaks. Like, ugh. So what's your take on fat or marbling or whatever in a steak? Well, fat is flavor. I agree. I'm, you know. I'm very flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both are. We're pretty flavorful. I'm full of flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's one of those uh, situations, as are many, many things extremes are not great right because i don't like like i, I the minute i get like gristle in my mouth and ha- and bite down on that it kind of makes me gaggy but i think that the fat and when you're cooking it and all the like the juicy stuff goes back into the meat and i just i i love it um but gristle Gristle yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Gristle yeah. is. So that's different. And so I think that's something that we need to let people know, too, is that gristle and fat are two different things. Yeah, yeah. And and I think that a well-trimmed steak mm-hmm. is important, but you don't want to take, especially like a ribeye or a strip, T-bones, porterhouse, you don't want to take all of that fat off of there because that's what makes those steaks those steaks. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to get into later, we're going to get into the cooking methods and why, you know, you would grill a steak and you're not going to grill like a pork butt. <laughs> Is that the butt belly that I was reading? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the cut that you use when, when you make um, like uh, pulled pork. Okay. Okay, but let's stay on beef for now. So that's so you have the fattier steaks like ribeye and strip mm-hmm. and porterhouse and T-bone, but then you also have the flank steak. Okay, and then you have strip, uh, not strip steak. The um, I can't think of the word sirloin. Not no. sirloin. The one that you use in fajita meat. Um, 
We'll we'll come, we'll come we'll, back. To we'll that. think of it because a lot of people use flank steak, uh, skirt steak, skirt. Yeah, yeah. skirt steak. Um, they're very uh, lean, and so you have to cook them properly so that they don't toughen up on you. So why do you like flank steak? Well, I think it's one of those unsung heroes, mm. personally. Um, flank steak, if you will cook it properly, which is to medium rare, guys, you cannot cook a flank steak more than medium rare. It will be tough. It will be awful. And you have to cut it properly. Okay. So so you have to slice it against the grain and on a slight angle as thinly as you can. And then you have this delicious flavorful, it has so much beefy flavor in a flank steak. So, and I'm sure we'll get into this later, but since you mentioned it, and, and I know we get this question a lot, like in our classes, when you say against the grain, what is that? What is the grain for people that, that maybe don't understand what that means? Well, when you look at a steak, um, or any piece of meat, actually. If you'll look at it, you'll see that they're like fibers that run a particular direction. Okay. And you want to cut across those fibers and disrupt the fibers so that you can chew the meat. If you go with the fibers, um, it's you you will be chewing for days. That's when you get that kind of bubble gum experience Ew. of it just chew and chew and chew and God. chew and, and it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, and and vomit. Then, yeah. <laughs> God damn, that sounds disgusting. <laughs> bubble gum beef, yum. That's next, guys. <laughs> next on the agenda is bubble gum beef. No, we're just kidding. No, th- but that's a lot of people describe it that way. That's gross, and then maybe and that's why they it turns them off, and then they don't want to try other things, other other cuts. Yeah, exactly. Of meat. Yeah, and I get that. So, so that's, so steaks, typically you're going to want to grill them and really guys, and I, you know, we get people in class all the time. Well, surf and turf, we did Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, People want to cook their steaks well done till, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I say. The cat doesn't like it either. Well done is bad for, please. Please. Because it gets tough and it loses its flavor. And well, and I know the, a lot of people say, well, I, I don't, I can't stand blood. Well, it's really not blood. Well, it's, it's meat juice. <laughs> don't call it blood. There you go. It's meat Retrain juice. Retrain your brain, guys. <laughs> Enjoy that meat juice. <laughs> Yum. Actually, talking about surf and turf, there was a, a lady in that class. What was her name? Uh, LaRae Schaefer. Oh, she was awesome. She said that she listened to our podcast and she loved it. So thank you, LaRae. And we love hearing that. Anyway, yes, just throwing and, that out there. And uh, yeah, and and uh, we love giving shout outs to people. So let us know if you're listening or if you have questions or comments. We love that. And we will talk about you on the podcast. And let us know like on our website, right? Yes. Okay. On the website. Well, I guess they could also leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, but I think it's more likely if you'll leave it on the website, we'll get to it for sure. For sure. Okay, so that sort of so takes that's beef. That's the well. That's steak. Steak. Okay. That, then there are roasts. So you have uh, rump, rump roast, rump rump. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I just like I don't, that word. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I, I think that's like an old-fashioned oh. roast. I I don't like. I uh, I don't buy rump roast. What do you buy? Well. First of all, if you want the real high-end roast, that's prime rib. Mm. Now, a prime rib is the roast that happens before you cut it into steaks, because that's a ribeye. Is that what the, the guys, like, have the carving stations of the country clubs? Exactly. That's prime rib. Okay, got it. That's prime rib. And it is, and it, again, should be medium rare, even rare. Hmm. 
because and full it, of meat juice and full of meat juice because it's delicious. <laughs> I mean, it's just that it's that fat and it is fatty. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no question about it that. Is fatty. You can see it. And and it has to be roasted low and slow and. And because, first of all, it's a big piece of meat. Right. And it just, all the juices, just like you were talking about earlier, how they just kind of circulate. Back into it. Back into it, yeah. And when we talk about low and slow and you think about the size of the meat and and it kind of goes across the board with cooking. Like, if you try to go super fast because you're in a hurry and you're hungry, well, first of all, get a snack because it's going to be a minute. (laughs) Yeah. But you're going to burn the shit out of the outside of whatever you're cooking, even if it's a vegetable or meat, and then the inside's going to be uh, rare, raw, and raw, completely, yeah. maybe it's even still cold. So you can't rush, and especially not a roast. Yeah. So a prime rib roast, that's one of those tender roasts, uh, full of fat, delicious. But then you have like your chuck roasts and your arm roasts and your rump roast that you use for stews Mm -hmm. Um, because that comes from, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but it comes from a working part of the animal. So it has a lot more More muscle muscle Mm -hmm. in it. So um, yeah, so you have to cook it slow. A little differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then of course there's the ribs we mentioned earlier and we won't, (laughs) we, we won't, Keep going into ribs. Yeah, I was going to say... Um, beat the dead rib. Beat the dead... <laughs> I was going to say beat a dead horse, but it's not a horse. It's a rib. Horses are in the exotic animal category. Yeah, but... And they, they eat, eat People eat horse. Pe- uh, I've never... Like, have you eaten a horse? I actually... I think I did. What do you mean you think you did? How do you accidentally uh, eat a horse, Candace? I was in France at a Mickey D's, and the hamburger didn't really taste like our hamburgers and we were pretty sure it was horse meat well but it really could have been anything it could have been anything I but mean, but we've heard that they like the horse they at least this was back in the 70s mm. so in the dark ages mm-hmm. so um yeah but i yeah there are people who there are people that eat who, it who eat it um we and there are people crying right now because yeah, we don't recommend we don't, it. Yeah. Okay, we're moving no, no. on. No okay. more, no more horses. Okay, what's next? Okay, so beef cuts, steak, roast ribs. Now pork, pork, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> similar, similar things with pork. Um, most people don't really eat pork steak. I don't think it's more like a chop. More like a chop. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people forget about pork chops, too. Um, Obviously, nobody forgets about bacon, I hope, because hello. Police. Police. But um, pork chops are delicious. I forget about them sometimes, actually, too. I love pork chops. And you have um, a variety of pork chops. And it's not huge. You have a loin chop or you have a rib chop, basically. They can be thin or thick. You can do breakfast chops you know what's the difference between the two the two chops that you just mentioned well i'm i can't personally i think the loin chop is a um is a little fattier okay but uh the flavor it's like a a loin chop can be uh light look kind of similar to um a beef porterhouse okay and sometimes they're called 
porter house, but they're uh, pork chops. Porter yeah, but house, pork chop. That's right. like a mouthful. Right. So because a porter house and a T-bone, they have one side is the tenderloin and the other side is the strip. Oh. That okay. between, so the, the bone separates. The two. Yeah, separates that out. We probably should have talked about that in the steak section, but, we just but we're talking about yeah. it now. So, um the the great thing about pork and we'll get back to the cuts but the great thing about pork these days is that because they have cleaned up the raising practices you don't have to cook it to death you don't have to cook it because to death because that's gross like that's almost worse than well, I was going to say super cooked beef, but but pork just gets so... It's so dry. So dry. The texture is like sand. Ugh. And there's no flavor, and you have to choke it down. And it's no wonder people, you know, don't have a good feeling about pork chops. But now, you, you should cook pork to 145 degrees. That will... You will have pink pork. But the USDA has given their blessing and it's okay. So 145 degrees for your pork is where you need to be. So you have beautiful, juicy, flavorful pork mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all across well, the Well, and like um, we use tenderloins a lot. Um, and I, I don't know about everywhere else, but especially here, they're really cheap. Yeah. And, and per pound, they're, they're very per pound, cheap. They're super cheap, and and they they hold that you can flavor them however you want. Like you can put whatever flavor you want on on pork, and it just loves it. And and they're so easy. Yeah, yeah. I and, mean, there's such and talk about a quick dinner. Oh my I gosh! Mean, yeah. Get a pork tenderloin, throw some shit on it, put it on the grill, <laughs> and uh, make a salad. Or you, you can know? roast it in the oven. Or you roast, can yeah. saw, you can cut it you can cut it into like medallions. Oh god, that'd be super fast. Yeah, yeah. and then you can saute it on the stovetop. Because even on the grill, it doesn't take long. No, they're so small. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, so we're big fans of pork, as you can tell. Then then you have the pork butt, mm. which is actually a shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a working part of the pig. So it's more muscular. So it's muscular, and it has to be cooked for a really long time, especially if you're going to barbecue it or, or end up barbecuing it. And so it's pulled pork, okay. which is delicious. Delicious. I love it. And then the kin to bacon is pork belly which is amazingly delicious it's amazing done correctly yes oh yeah yeah if it's not cooked correctly it is uh, not so good no No. well it, it well first of all it's tough as a boot yeah and it has no flavor so really pork belly you have to braise it first um, again, it's one of those things that you have to get the juices and the fats melted. Because it's fatty. It's very fatty. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's uncured bacon. Okay. It's raw bacon. So Because the, the bacon comes from the belly. So is it just cut differently when we, like, let's say we eat it somewhere. You go to a restaurant and you order pork belly. You basically get this big chunk uh, so it's cooked like a, so it's cut like uh, thick, okay. typically, but bacon is cured in smoke, typically. And pork belly is and not. And pork belly is not. So it's up to you. It's your responsibility to add all the flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it must be braised before you finish it in like a saute pan or something like I that. I really, I, I just, I really like this uh, segment. Do I'm you? just going to say, I like talking about meat. I, I like talking about meat, too. <laughs> I just want to throw I that just, out I there. <laughs> in case this you is, haven't noticed, we're yeah. enjoying this episode. Yeah, I like this. Let's okay, do, okay, okay, let's, let's keep do doing it more. Okay. okay. So now, um, we, I mean, we haven't exhausted, and, and 
again, and as an aside, and we've told you guys this before, we're not giving you an exhaustive list of anything really, but we're giving, we're hitting the high points. And I think we're giving you a lot of good information that you can use in your everyday cooking. Because again, our mission is to help you have fun cooking and don't get stressed out about it. Well, and there has to be a familiar familiarity for you. Good word. Yes, thank you. Um, out there, so like everyone knows what beef is. Everyone knows what pork is. Like even if you don't eat it, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, and you know the thing. <laughs> As we were talking about the pork tenderloin, it reminded me, we didn't even talk about filet mignon. Yeah, because we don't eat it. Because we, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll buy and I'll break down a uh, a whole filet. Yeah. Um, and we serve it sometimes uh, in big dinners because people are very impressed by filets. So, so let's talk about filet mignon. Why okay, I don't so like impre- it. I know. I, I, know. I don't are, like we it. We already established that. <laughs> but tell me why, why do you think people love it or why are they so impressed by it's it? It's expensive for one thing. Okay. And it's super tender. Okay. So it's the texture of it. Yeah. And I think that... And it's not fatty, is it? It's not fatty at mm-hmm. all. So it's a super tender, not fatty meat, which 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 people, most people are going to really like. Yeah. Yeah. But it has no flavor okay. at all. That's why you that's why you see it historically served with like bernays sauce or sauteed mushrooms and not that that's not all delicious it is but the point of a fillet is not its flavor. So backtrack again we're going to go back to beef. When we do beef steak especially steaks we don't like marinate it in a bunch of shit. No. We use salt and pepper and olive oil, and that's really all you need for a nice piece of meat, right? Truly. Yeah. Yes. Because you want the flavor of the meat. Yeah. Just like you want the flavor of the vegetables, like we talked about in another episode or whatever. And that brings out those natural flavors, which is why it's important to have the right cut. Exactly. That you like. And treat it nicely. Be be nice to your meat. And your meat will sing. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so... We've backtracked to okay, beef, beef and pork. Pork done. Okay, now one of my favorite. It's my. It's one of my favorite it, meats. It, I agree. Lamb. I love lamb. I love lamb. Like a lamb burger. Lamb burger. Oh my god. So ground lamb. You Which got. also just now sounded like lamp burger. Do you remember that? It was like a fragrance thing. Weren't those like fragrance baskets or like fragrance sticks? Lamp per, lamp burger? Not meat. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're know. talking about. I don't know. That's I don't know that. Lamb. 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 Burgers. So ground lamb, because mm-hmm. that's what you put in burgers. Um, or a rack of lamb. A rack of lamb. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then the traditional leg of lamb. Mm-hmm. Leg of lamb is tricky because... Lamb just in general is tricky because if you cook it past medium rare, it gets gamey. Yeah, and and really strong. Metallic? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that gamey kind of quality. Which, once again, I think when you want, like, you're used to, let's say, let's say you're one of those people out there that likes your beef. Well done. So you think. Burnt up. So you think, well, that's how I'm going to like my lamb. And then you do it, and then you try it one time. Yes. And it tastes like shit. And so you think, oh, I don't like lamb. Exactly. You're wrong. And we change a lot of people. We do. Uh, we turn people around. We do on we do. lamb. Mm-hmm. Well, on a lot of things. But particularly, lamb comes to mind 
Um, and people are afraid of, of it too because because it's not a in where we are where we live it's not a commonplace beef is our common yeah because it's just and running pork. around everywhere beef and pork I mean we live in teepees right we have beef. <laughs> last I heard yeah. yes we have cows um, but in parts other parts of the country lamb is their beef lamb is what they have all the time right so yeah. And in other parts of the world, I mean, lamb is eaten much Absolutely. more than in Italy. Lamb mm-hmm. is eaten much more than beef is. Yes. And, but lamb in the United States tends to be expensive, mm-hmm. much more expensive than beef or pork, pork in particular. Um, but lamb is, you can cook lamb similarly to beef. You can grill it. You can roast it. But you really... And, and I know there's, uh, people get nervous about burgers, but you still don't go past medium yeah. for a lamb burger um, because you will ju- you will get that gamey flavor and it's unpleasant. It is. It's not, it's not nice. So the, so uh, racks and legs and chops should be medium rare mm-hmm. and you'll be happy with it. And, and lamb is one of those things though, that I, it loves garlic. I was going to say, we do oregano. add flavor to our lamb, unlike our beef. Yeah. Yeah. So garlic and lemon and olive oil, lots, you know, plenty mustard. of salt and pepper. Didn't we do a mustard We one? did a mustard yeah, coating so on a rack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all those big flavors, because lamb is a big flavor and it stands up well to those additions. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the exotic ones. Whoa. Okay. We already talked about horse and cat. Yeah. yeah. Cats disappeared. Good. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I ate her. She just, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll look for her later. I'm not, not going to trust you on that one. So a, a lot of exotic meat is really not exotic. It's just, it's called exotic because people don't um, eat it very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is rabbit. Yeah, but rabbit's good. I love rabbit. And it doesn't, I mean, it's it's tender. It's a delicate meat. You can, uh, the different parts of it, just like any other um, animal that you eat, different parts of it are good for roasting different Mm -hmm. parts of it are good for a fast for stews um searing curry yeah so again when we talk about exotic we do realize that in other countries and other parts of the world in other whatever these are not exotic for them no so and and a lot of these we've eaten like even alligator like florida um alligator's not exotic right you know right because because it's there running around it's everywhere it's everywhere so but it's a chicken mm mm-hmm (laughs) It's just like a chicken that's going to eat you. (laughs) Really bad. Really bad chicken. Really bad. Um, But ostrich, like I've never eaten an ostrich, have you? No, but, uh, you know, I I know that it's becoming more and more common. Is it? Yeah. Ostrich and emu. Yeah. You know. And their eggs, too. And their eggs, yeah. Yeah. But bison, like we, we, I've eaten bison. I see bison in the grocery all the time. Yeah. And again, that's just where you are in in the world, in the country. Yeah. Um, wild boar too. I see wild boar here a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'd never had it until here, until yeah. Oklahoma. But well, that's a good one too. But that's one that can be weird as well. Yes, it can be very strong. Yeah, very strong. It's not like eating regular pig. Right. Um, and then of course we have a lot of hunting that goes on during hunting season. Mm-hmm. So we get a lot of deer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, but that's another squirrel. one that people don't know how to cook. <laughs> people don't know how with to cook the deer because deer. deer gets weird too. Yeah, and the other part of that is, and like you're really going to care about this, but 
with a lot of like deer or elk or antelope, all those things, they have to be field dressed properly. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, then, uh, and if, if you're queasy, you may not want to listen to the next Close your few, ears. few seconds, but the blood gets all throughout the body mm-hmm. and permeates the meat. And then you Which get- Which is why you get that metallic that taste. That metallic taste, because taste. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. So- It's like eating liver. Well, except you, worse. Yeah, but you get that's got that same kind of metallic-y. Livery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the other the other thing about exotic meats in general is that they're usually super lean. Uh-huh. So you can't cook them to death unless it's a muscular part, unless it's, you know, um, a so shoulder or a leg. Or, yeah, something that needs to break down. Mm-hmm. Because, like, a backstrap on a on a deer which is their tenderloin it has to be cooked really just barely medium rare mm-hmm. um, it really should be closer to the rare side so um, those kinds of things you know if you uh, know people who hunt or anything like that then you're just gonna cook those kinds of things different from things that are domesticated and raised on a farm or a ranch right like moose like well, yeah, moose. Like moose are raised on a farm. No, 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 no. I was back to people that oh, you know that hunt. And anyway, yeah. moving on. Okay. So we've kind of uh, probably, you don't want to hear any more there is to say about meat, but we're going to talk about the cooking methods briefly. We've kind of peppered that throughout yeah. our discussion, but... Um, in general, there are two different kinds of cooking methods, actually for everything, but it comes up most regularly with meat. So you have a, a wet and a dry mm-hmm. method of cooking things. So dry is like um, grilling because it's hot and dry air. Okay. Okay. So you have grilling, broiling, uh, roasting, frying, saute, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. You, you use that technique with parts of the animal that don't work hard so not the muscular parts not the muscular parts the fatty parts yeah okay so yeah. the fatty parts so like so like you could so, so like you my, grew, inner, my inner thigh your inner thigh yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're being kind of hard on yourself today <laughs> i'm just giving people a visual okay yeah um if you know natalia <laughs> okay so so steaks um, are grilled because right. they're fatty and they don't, the, that part of the animal doesn't work hard. Um, so that's a dry method. A wet method is cooking in liquid. So that's either a stew, which uses a lot of liquid, or a braise, which is just kind of enough liquid in the bottom of the pan. You use That's where you use your Dutch oven. So it's like a steam room or like a sauna. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah, because meat. that's for the, for the hard working uh, pieces of of the meat because you want to break that down you have to break it down and if because if you don't you can't eat it you can't chew it mm-hmm. um so a dutch oven if you ever look at uh the lids inside the lid you see all those little dimples yeah. on it well that is that what that does is when you put the lid on it and everything gets hot then the all of the juices will accumulate on those dimples and they drop and sprinkle. It's kind of like raining. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, raining inside oh, so the Dutch fancy. oven. Yeah, well, that's you know, why those are expensive. That's I'm a chef. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want all those juices to circulate around the meat. And when you have a good Dutch oven that's got those little dimples in it, then you really are circulating all the nice, uh, good all the know. yum yum around the all meat. All the yum. All, all the, the meat juices. <laughs> the meat juices. Yeah. Um, so the working uh, parts of an animal, you know, legs, arms, shoulders, butt. Um, butt. Rump. I mean, butt. Actually, the butt is the shoulder. 
That doesn't make any sense. I know. My butt is not my shoulder. I know, but it is on a pig. Okay. I, it's I, called a shoulder? Well, you it, the uh, pork shoulder yeah. is also known as pork butt. Oh. Yeah. What a weird looking pig. Got a butt in his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, you know, the shoulders are big mm-hmm. on a pig, mm-hmm. so it kind of looks like a butt. Okay. Butt shoulders. Okay. So, any do you have anything else to add with, no, regard, I, with regard to meat and cooking it? No, no. I think we're good. Okay. Well, um, I think that takes care of episode 10. And bye. next. Well, bye. Bye-bye. 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 Next what? Chicken and poultry. And our favorite part of the episodes, rants and raves. Rants and raves. Or tips and tricks. Yeah, and I think I have a I have a tips and tricks. What do you have? I have a a tip. I have a tip. It's not a trick. (laughs) Actually, it is kind of a trick. It's kind of a trick. It's kind of a trick. Tricky. Yeah, you're so tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Okay, are you going to go first? Sure. So we just talked about all the meats. All the meats. All the meats. What we left out with the cooking methods. And obviously, we're not going to go through and like teach you how to cook everything in a 30-minute segment that you're listening to, <laughs> um, because that doesn't make any sense. But little tips and tricks uh, that make a big difference with meat is get your meat out before you cook it and let it come to room temperature so you're not putting it on the grill or, or putting it in the oven or wherever it's going that it's going to get hot and cooked cold. Why? Uh, well... <laughs> <laughs> because it seizes um, just like you would if you jumped into a, if you came from a sauna and jumped into a cold water you your body kind of seizes up so it tenses up and we don't want that we want we want nice room temperature meat then you cook it and then when you're done cooking it and, it, and, and you take it off of the heat surface you need to let it rest and wrap it up let it rest let the juices redistribute through the meat so that you have a nice juicy flavorful piece of meat and not a dry piece of meat because if you cut it when it's hot and all that shit pours out of it that nobody likes the meat juices yes we want all the meat juices in the meat right yeah they have to redistribute otherwise they'll pour out and you will have a dry piece of meat mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that's a good one yeah I, I can't believe I forgot to talk about that I know I'm kind of glad you didn't though yeah there yeah. you go so I had something to talk about now <laughs> But, well, but that is key, and that just takes a few minutes. So what? You take your beef out. I mean, it obviously depends on the size. Minimum, minimum 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, let it come up to room temperature and then cook it and then let it rest. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Easy. Easy peasy. What you got? I got, um, this is, this kind of goes back to the sauce episode. Okay. Uh, where we were talking about making sauces with roux, like the cream sauce, the white sauce, bechamel. So sometimes you don't have time. Sometimes you don't have time. Sometimes you just don't have time for that shit. So what's a good substitute? Well, heavy cream. Mm, I love heavy cream. Yeah, I do too. But here's the thing. People think that they can't boil heavy cream. Because it's dairy? Because it's dairy and because it will curdle. Now... That's I understand that, and I have a lot of people in classes when we when we talk about heavy cream. You know, of course, everybody's worried about their weight and all that shit. 
and they want to know if they can substitute skim milk or, or half and half or half and half what like that would make a difference or whole milk or whatever okay here's the thing with heavy cream it's full of fat and fat is flavor fat is flavor but it also is stable mm-hmm. so when you simmer it or boil it the biggest challenge you have is not letting it boil over it will not curdle Will the fat kind of come to the surface? Yes, but that's not curdling. And you can stir it right back in to the cream. But you can't do this with milk and shit. You cannot do that with milk because it's not stable. It will curdle. You know, it's like when... uh, you're making a custard or something and you boil milk or you make the mistake of boiling milk and then you have a big skin on the top of it and it's curdled yeah and it goes bad so don't do that use cream if you don't have time to make a white sauce a traditional white sauce and a lot of us don't i use cream a lot boil some some cheese in it yeah boil some cream down and you well you can throw a lot of different things in it and then just and just use it as if it's a bechamel or or a traditional cream sauce. Mm-hmm. It works and it's delicious still, and it's actually easier to work with. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and faster. Good job. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so yeah. we covered the cream arena and cream arena. Yeah, <laughs> you like that? Yeah, that sounded okay. like one word. <laughs> cream arena. Cream arena. Cream arena. <laughs> okay, well. That's what I've, that's all I got. So Cream Arena and uh, rest your meat. Thanks for listening to Not a Single Fork with Candice and Natalia. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our website, notasinglefork.com, and you can find our show notes there and leave us a comment. Yeah, and wherever you're listening, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review so that we get to do this more and more and more. And more. And more and more. So join us next time when we talk about chicken, poultry, more and more. Now stay fresh. Meat bags. Not a Single Fork is made possible by the Girl Can Cook Cooking Studio and Kitchen, where real people learn how to cook real food and have fun while they're doing it. Located in beautiful downtown Broken Arrow, Oklahoma's historic Rose District, the Girl Can Cook holds recreational cooking classes during the week and private classes and parties on the weekend. Personalized catering and wine dinners to fit almost any occasion are also available. Check out the Girl Can Cook at thegirlcancookschool.com.